Guys, I got good news for you, though. Uh, our dear friends at Sixth, our new friends at Sixth, Sixth offers a new, a whole new rental car experience. I could say that without messing up the first sentence. Sixth <laughs> offers a whole new rental car experience. At Sixth, you can rent top quality cars like a 2018 Jaguar F Type at affordable prices. Sixth locations can be found in major cities like Miami, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Dallas, Philly, Seattle, and in, one over, in over 105 countries internationally. Head to Sixth.com to find a branch near you or your next destination. That's S I X T.com. Sixth, drive first class pay economy boom the boom was mine that's (laughs) That's good good work uh well i'm john molson i i also have a boom here i'm lex friedman boom i'm john armstrong i've got the car the cars that go boom i'm also tigra and bunny we love the boom welcome to turning this car around Uh, gentlemen, it's a nighttime show. I didn't understand half of what you said. Yeah, so that's a throwback to a song called We Like uh, the Boom, The Cars That Go oh. Boom. I'm Tigra, I'm Bonnie, and We Like uh, the Boom. It was a novelty hit, probably 1990. Wow. My <laughs> go-to boom reference in music is boom, shake, shake, shake the room. <laughs> was I out of yeah. the country? <laughs> you could have been. Huh, okay. But gentlemen, it's, it's a nighttime show, so I want to know, what are you, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm going just kind of basic with the Knob Creek, uh, small batch. Yeah. It's just a they're, they're generic sort of, you know, Knob Creek Good off stuff. the shelf. No fancy pants, anything. Yeah. What do you got? What do you guys got? Uh, uh well, same old, same old, uh, Jameson's and a Rainier. I, Boilermaker. uh, I'm drinking. No, not in it. Not uh, in. okay. Okay. They're, okay. they're getting combined in my body. <laughs> you are the boiler maker. <laughs> I am the boiler maker. That's my superpower. <laughs> Combining alcohols. Fantastic. I'm drinking Linen Kugel Summer Shandy. Oh, that's good stuff. I've had that before. What What is the uh, What is the the uh, fruit? This lemon. Year? The yeah. The default is lemon. They have others that you can get. Other. Varieties, I really like the orange. Yeah, the orange is fantastic. I like yeah. all summer beers. I, I try to drink summer beer as much of the year as possible. I think I prefer um, summer beers, yeah. Yeah, so that's my thing. I like a cool. summer beer. That's nice. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Uh, I also drank something else for the first time ever this past week. <laughs> um, I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I could go so many different ways, but that's I'm right. just going to wait. The blood of your I enemies. I mean, I know. <laughs> you know. Trump supporter. <laughs> I uh, I had coffee. Um, I had, I mean, it's barely coffee, but I had, uh, I was in LA for work and my, I was in the West Coast for work. I was meeting with a friend of mine who works in Cupertino and then I was meeting with uh, the team in Los Angeles and I got these, <laughs> I was so wiped out. I got the, you know, in the fridge at work, I drank That's a, some name drop in there. I yeah. drank I mean, you just like went Forto, through a whole... Forto organic coffee shots. Are you guys familiar with these things? Forto? Can't say that I am. F-O-R-T-O. It's 100 milligrams of caffeine. I drank the Hershey's chocolate latte version. It's Colombian cold brew in a ready-to-drink two-ounce shot. This is not an ad. I just liked it. And I have never had coffee that I enjoyed. The only thing I've ever had is a sip. And I had this whole thing, and I had a second one. And coffee is cool. (laughs) So I just want to share that with my listeners. 
You haven't gone to bed, have you? You have, you're like not have, slept for like six days. He'll never go to bed. I have since ordered 36 more of these shots. Just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go all through the weekend. Just power it through. The secret ingredient is Summer cocaine. And coffee. Right. So that's your secret ingredient to fatherhood then. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just thinking like, I'm a better dad now. <laughs> like the funny thing to me was it was like eight minutes later and I was like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> this is, this is like <laughs> drinking only I'm not sleepy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. It's the other way around. Yeah. And you'll never sleep. It was nice. I had two the, the first day and I slept fine. Oh, okay. Okay. But I was really tired. Anyway, I drank coffee, so I'm going to see if that becomes part of my life now. This is like it's like I love coffee. Most uh, cost effective. I really, I, re- I love option. tea. I love tea as well, but I also, I, yeah. mean, I love both. I'm I'm a tea guy. I have tea every I single know. day. Usually I know. fancy, you and Dan. And precious. Yes, but this was my first coffee experience, and I was excited about it. So I wanted to tell you. I was excited to tell you because it feels like a dad thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that coffee was what got me through uh, my second child's first six weeks. <laughs> coffee is what got me through life. <laughs> i was trying to stay you know in the dad realm (laughs) yeah right i mean like that that first man when we first got hank home and oh my god what would i have done without coffee (laughs) yeah thank you coffee right i've told this story on the show before i'm sure because it's it's like the most the thing i remember most about early parenthood we had had the second kid i guess that would have been sierra and (laughs) i was theoretically so i was going to bed at like eight o'clock every night and i said to lauren like i can't keep doing this like i can't go through life going to sleep at eight o'clock i can't get anything done she's like it's not always going to be like this and until she said that that was not obvious to me like i needed to be told (laughs) it won't always be like this and then when she said it it made total sense but like i really i had to hear it no i i totally i'm with you i'm with you like you those man you're so tired that you know, I guess if maybe if you pledged like a fraternity or you went through like Navy SEALs training or something, you would have <laughs> the, you know, you would be able to kind of push through the tired. But that first kid, it's brutal, man. Those first, brutal. those first weeks. And then, and then, yeah, you have this moment of like, wait, is it always going to be like this? Is my life yeah. always going to be like weird, like 5.45 a.m. every day and like 4.45 a.m. on the weekends? answer that's pretty much yes but um you just get better with it you just you just this dovetails nicely with the core and this is going to become a topic now the Mm -hmm. core advice i give new parents so i want to i want you guys to go too but i'll go first just because it relates but like when you when you're talking to new parents like what's the first piece of advice you give them for me the thing i always tell people is it gets easier (laughs) like because i remember really feeling way over my head and drained and dead uh, and it got easier over time, like as they can do more things themselves, basically it gets easier. And that is my core advice. Like it gets better. <laughs> Hashtag it gets better. <laughs> yes, um, definitely. do you have, do you have like go-to advice when you meet new parents or are you guys too old oh. to meet new parents? No, oh, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you and that carriage of self-righteousness you just rode in on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck you and your self-righteousness. All right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Maltz. What's the advice? I don't, I, I don't I don't know. I don't I feel like, I mean, I just barely survived that old experience. That I, like, I don't, do I have advice? My advice is to, good luck. Am I the one to be giving advice? Did I have like, did I sail through? No, I barely survived. I mean, do you, do you get asked? Or do people just look at you and like, oh, we're not asking him. <laughs> what did you do wrong, sir? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, nobody says that at least. So we haven't gotten that far. Um, but uh, I just, I mean, well, I think, I think part of it is, is age. I mean, like, I don't know that many people who are new parents. Right. Nailed it. Yeah. So, um, oh, me, Lex. Uh, <laughs> and i try to not give advice unless asked first of all mm-hmm, second of mm-hmm. all yeah second of all um the, for the first i always like if people are like how do you get through this the tired it's like you you do have to sleep when the baby sleeps it's what's really funny though is that in the middle of marlo's not marlo lita's first i don't know in that six weeks period i was awake Cause I was kind of on, like, I was nervous about her making sure she slept, you know, it was like, I had this crazy, it was a long story, but there was some postpartum. And you were, and you were, you were pounding Forto. I was <laughs> pounding Forto. I had natural, <laughs> natural chemicals coursing through my body. And it, some of that was triggered by a, a um, postpartum um, depression on the mom's side, the, you know, Lita's mom. And, um, which is not, it's not a secret. She's written all about it. But, um. Anyway, I, I just was like, I need to be kind of, you know, until I can't do it anymore, I have to sleep. Like, it took me a while to get there. So, and I was working a day job, but what I did was I launched a, a music uh, MP3 re- review site back in 2004. So that was 14 years ago. But it was this um, website that, like, I knew movable type and... Uh, um, these dudes had this idea and like, let's, let's find legal music. This is before like music exploded and now it's just free everywhere. But yeah, now back it's just in the day, everywhere. <laughs> we're trying to find legit MP3s, not like, you know, Napster or whatever, but, but bands who had used an MP3 as a marketing tool to get you to listen to their music. And so anyway, we, that's, that's, that, we founded that site and I coded it and hacked on it during that time. And, um, it's kind of weird because Marlo was so much harder. I don't know why she just was. And she was a good kid. She was actually a great kid. It wasn't like, like Lita was way more fussy and colicky than Marlo. Mm. But Marlo was just harder. It was just, I was so tired. So yeah. tired. Yeah. Oh. Well, we used to, I mean, when he first came home and he wasn't, I mean, part of it was the time change, but, but it also went on for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we would just you know we would take turns sleeping in his sleeping in his room i mean you know, he, was, he was one mm-hmm. so he was sleeping in his own room um but uh you know we had to sleep wow. in there we had to take turns sleeping in there with him man and it was um just <laughs> the those nights when you didn't <laughs> when you were like in in the bed <laughs> In our uh, bed, I'm just like, oh my god, thank god, I don't have to <laughs> put the earplugs in and just. <laughs> I, we did not. I don't. Well, I didn't go. I, I don't think you know, either one of us went 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 earplugs, but um, just not having to be on call. On call, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Liam, yeah, it's like uh, like being a the ER doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, Liam is is now uh, seven. I had to do the math. And he still loves to sleep over in our bed. He asks almost every night if he can. And on school nights, I won't let him. And most of the time, I say no, because it's my bed. <laughs> and I'm 6'2". And yeah. I don't know exactly how big Liam is, but when he sleeps, he's like 5x5. Five five there's not, there's not a lot of room for him down at the bottom of the bed. Exactly. Is he turning and, sideways? Uh, is he a sideways? <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's basically, if you think of Jesus on the cross, or you know that... Uh, yes. That, oh, yes. That, yeah. 
the the notepad logo <laughs> it's probably not a notepad but you know that logo of like the naked dudes that's standing in front of each other i, I if it's you guys know what I'm talking about this is not it's gonna work yeah 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 right exactly oh, you yes. mean a, yeah 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 uh but so he's basically that thing um he takes up a lot of room in the bed so i usually say no but i've been realizing like he's not gonna ask forever so i'm trying to say yes more and uh I don't know. You just talked about, you know, sleeping in Hank's room. And I was just thinking about this. Like when Liam's in my bed, I feel like, oh, I'm such a great dad. I'm letting him do this. And boy, this is a shitty way to sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I get I get approximately one butt cheek and one leg on the bed and that's it. Everything else is just hanging off the side of the bed. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not right. great. It's not my yeah. ideal sleeping scenario. Have you been well, he, he, he would Vitruvian. roll over and just like swing his arms. And yep. just like God you know, right in the face. Yep. About to, have you ever had a nut shot? Oh, sure. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, usually those were usually uh, well, yeah, that was like the leg, but um, he, leg. when he was that height, I mean, that's this is why I I used to you know like I used to get up and like come down in my my um, pajamas and start the day like that, um, and now I get up and I put my jeans on because I got in the habit when he was at the height where his arms were at my at crotch level. <laughs> Because he and would just be were like running protection? around, swinging his arms, and boom. And when you're in your pajamas There's, with yeah, no underwear, nope. yep. it is, you're it is bad it. news. Yep. So, you're uh, shirt cocking it. That's, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> had to change <laughs> Deadpool my... Deadpool uh, 2. I've seen it. <laughs> nice. Um, change my getup. Yep. No, you got to have some armor. No, I've, I've been awoken by a, an errant <laughs> hand or leg. Uh, to the crotch um it's quite jarring sometimes it's the kids <laughs> exactly right i was re- that's what i was that's what's so surprising to. i was referring to that <laughs> instead of your mom oh so i see there you go sorry okay thank you for that <laughs> my mom a new listener to the show <laughs> nice hey lex's mom what's up welcome <laughs> how you doing we we met before sort of online is that true? I, I have not met, and I apologize. Don't you, if she's don't actually you remember listening. I said something. I said something about me possibly being your father. Oh yes, I do. <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> and she she objected. Well, you know, so, but I don't feel like she she provided definitive proof. I'm just <laughs> no, no. There's no. It's still up in the air, really. Yeah. No, you got to do the 23 and Me and get caught by the cops or whatever. That's how uh, mm-hmm. it has to work. Mm-hmm. It's technically possible. It's very unlikely. Right. Yeah. Very unlikely. Yeah. Uh, so, Lex, I I have some questions for you. Okay. Um, I'm on the spot, guys. I'm ready. Though. I'm ready. Here we go. This is a bit. It's time for Jewish Corner. Oh, I was, or, I was wondering. Is it Ask a Jew? It is. Ask okay. a Jew. It's that time for Ask a Jew. Thank you. Ask a Jew. TM. Yep. Um, I would do this is where the Klesmer, theme song for Ask a Jew goes. Then it, then it, yeah, whatever the, the Klezmer kind of equivalent of a theme song would be for it. Um, right? Would that be would that be an accurate theme? Uh, Absolutely. Like, there should be some clarinets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> went to um, DC. Oh, the Bat Mitzvah happened. Yes. yes. And. Okay, I just I I gotta paint the picture here, and I I'm gonna be a little Mike Hoggy, so I, I apologize. I the, we went to the Friday service, so technically Shabbat, right? Yes, no, Shabbat. That's right, Shabbat. Shabbat that's right, Shabbat. As mm-hmm. it, right? So this this the 
family, um, the family were two. So there's a taste technically not a bat mitzvah. It's a something else. Hebrew. The name it's vote. Thank you. Um, it's plural, plural mm-hmm. mitzvahs. And, um, anyway, they lit the candles and then the rabbi had this nice thing about, Oh, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's the kickoff to summer. And so, uh, the cantor is singing in Hebrew to the tune of summertime, not, not Fresh Prince. Not Will Smith. Okay. Not Will Smith. No, no, no. Was that Will Smith or French Fresh Prince? Uh, summertime would be Fresh Prince because Jazzy okay. Jeff is there. So, so yes, not, right. that's a great song, but no, that was not. Finally, Will we got was, something I'm an expert in, which is the music of Will Smith. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, that was a shocker. That was like summertime and the living is easy, that song. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I didn't expect that. You know, I mean, I knew it was yep. reformed, but I didn't think it was going to be like, you know, hey, we're just going to Let me start. pause you for just a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this was a Friday night service he said at a reformed congregation. So it's, yes. I would say there is no rule as to what melodies can be used for what things. It is somewhat popular in many synagogues to do a, a song that you typically hear on Saturday morning services called Adon Alum. Shout out to my fellow Jews out there who know exactly what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. To do Adon Alum to another tune. Like if my dad is leading services wherever he has ever gone to synagogue and it's around Christmas time, if he can get permission, he will do it to the tune of Silent Night or we wish him Christmas or something. Um, because he what? thinks it's funny. Uh, but it's just this one song where like, because the syllables are so ridiculous, you can basically fit it to any melody. In fact, mm. in fact, I will share with you guys a uh, an acapella version of Adonalam that I arranged for the Jewish acapella group I was in in college where we <gasps> did Adonalam's like 15 or 20 pop songs. Wow. Um, and I will share that recording with you. Um, but uh, so this does not shock me. I wouldn't say it's like it's common and it happens all the time. But if it's a congregation where the clergy uh like to have a little fun and the congregation is supportive yeah it's it's not it's not uncommon either it's one of those things it happens i i I don't know what i expected maybe maybe like a more traditional service but then okay that was just the like ooh, you know something's this is going to be an interesting thing here that you're taking part in and then and Moltz, i think you'll appreciate this one they do another little riff uh, a little bit later on to mother effing i'm going to do that because we're talking about religion right now i'm going to be respectful <laughs> mm-hmm. sure yeah. seals and crofts summer breeze oh. makes me feel fine like yeah that's all summer breeze makes me feel t- i think it's just one croft right it's seals and croft no it's plural sorry is it really yep Maybe it is. I rock. literally have no idea what we're talking about. It's seventies yacht rock. It's like the smoothest yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds Completely. from the seventies. My older siblings, yeah. were just like they were into that shit. And um, anyway, that was oh, like a God, hey. Crofts. I've been Bam! wrong for like forty years. Yes. <laughs> okay, bar trivia night for me. Thanks, everybody. I just played a little bit of the Adon Alum that I shared with you guys. I just played a little bit in my ears. It's five. Celebrate. It's nearly six minutes oh, of God. us singing this fun. song to a whole lot of different tunes. So you can feel something, free if you find a way to share that with the uh, the dear listeners. In my mind. There we go. That was beautiful. That's all I can do. But so, but so yes, I, I don't have any objection as a Jew or as a citizen of the world to uh, mm-hmm. the cantor. I'm guessing mm-hmm. uh, singing Correct, yeah. some of those songs yep. to 
uh, popular melodies for entertainment purposes. I think it's great. Um, I, I was struck by by lightning because you know, boy, I, I was <laughs> not. I, I had my Mormon rabbi. underwear on, and I was just like, boom, know, doing the temple yeah. Mormon temple signs. No, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, I was struck by how the service went, like the order of things, and um. Mormons do all their business up front. Like, we'd like to welcome so-and-so today, and we got this other thing happening, and there's just some other things, and on Tuesday there's going to be a, you know, barbecue or whatever, and (laughs) that's all at the front. Yep. And then they do the, what would be a communion or sacrament, and then the boring speakers talk, and then we're done. And... Uh, this was a, a entirely opposite of that. It was like almost exactly backwards. Yep, we're gonna do all the holy stuff first, and then right at the end, we're gonna do the announcements. Yep, and do the do the holla. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, you don't get food until the service is done. <laughs> yeah. Right. And all the kids got to go up and break off the bread. That was beautiful, by the way. That was a funny because the the smallest child grabbed the ma- most massive hunk of bread. <laughs> I like the that too actually like I think I think the Mormon sacrament oh is a little over the top anyway like it's it's so um yeah the holland neither consubstantiates nor transubstantiates so right. sorry it's just it's just like hey here's some bread mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so like, it's yeah it's, so it's reality it's based it's reality based bread is what you're saying mm-hmm. that's right mm-hmm. yeah and well, the, the blessing in Hebrew is basically saying you know thanks yeah. for uh making bread <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Because the Jews are just happy to get the damn bread, right? Yes. Right, because we used to have to eat matzah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, the, and the Christians are all like, what? It's, it's got to transfer into, it's got to turn into have Christ's some body, right? It's God's blood. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not eating another human, it's not worth it for me. Or a deity, actually. It's not a matter of eating a human. It's a matter of eating a deity. I have to literally remember. eat a god he, to be satisfied. And, you guys and the also factor in a whole bunch of guilt because I'm of all the sins I've done during the mm-hmm. week. So I have to <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, eat yeah. a god, <laughs> feel like shit. Many, boom, many of them half Sunday. an hour before the service. The, um, um, go ahead. Yeah, um, Oh no! My 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 dad used to like to to think about Homer Simpson going to to a Catholic church service, and you remember Homer? We like mm, donuts on the Simpsons, and my dad liked to imagine Homer at a Catholic service, um, and going mm, the body and the blood of Christ, and that was like my dad's go to <laughs> church related. There's a little sacrilegious. Like There's the sacrilegious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's my God. That's awful that you got stuck up there. <laughs> Lord, I know I should not eat thee. <laughs> That's the whole skit so, I just did it. Okay, I just got to have to. So the, the service was beautiful the next day. The Saturday service was lovely. And oh, there was a Saturday service too. Okay, okay. So that's when they did the actual part. That was when they actually did the stuff was Saturday morning. Yep, yep, I get it. And beautiful. There's an amazing luncheon afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really a lot like a wedding in a way. Um, lots of activities, lots of family time. I was amazed at how far people traveled. Slightly less I, sex afterwards. Uh, I can't speak to that, <laughs> but I can. Can't you? I can speak to anybody. Could speak to that at least. A, yeah, yeah, sure. From your personal no, experience, <clears throat> um, one um, uh, that people traveled a long way in some cases, like 
from California, from Florida, California. long distances. And I was amazed at the sacrifice that they made to be there. I thought that was a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I love the speeches that the girls wrote. I thought they were very well done. Did the parents do speeches say, as well or no? They did. And those, and I have to say the, 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 my people kicked so much ass on those. Like, Oh, I like that. Ass. So, you know, mm. props to those, those guys. When I was growing but, up, the, the joke was always that my dad, who is typically fairly stoic, um, could not make it through the speeches that he would want to give. Both he and my mom would give speeches at uh, all three barn bat mitzvahs in my family. But the joke was that, like, my dad could not get through his without choking up. And since I am me, like, I made jokes about this mercilessly before my bar mitzvah. He's like, nope, I'm going to have this one done. And then, no, he sure didn't. Um, and he's like, <laughs> he's like editing the speech live on the fly to just cut out sections. <laughs> Yes. I'm not gonna I'm running a little long. I'm not gonna do this part right here. Oh, it's, yeah. I'm telling you, the worst the worst Mormons are the worst at that. Like it is basically some old dude who's a visitor and he's just <laughs> winging it. It's not even like put together. You're just going on a ramble. Like, come on, dude. Get it together. You know. <laughs> And it was very, very rare that there would be an actual good service in a Mormon, uh, in the Mormon meetings. It was, it was always just, oh God. My mom wrote a joke for my bar mitzvah speech that I still think about to this day because I'm 99% sure now as a woke person in 2018 that it was a racist joke in my my bar mitzvah speech. Um, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but this was the gist. Uh, if you guys can remember, this this might have been more important to Jewish people at the time. Uh, Bill Clinton, in I guess this would have been ninety three, um, had uh, helped broker some kind of peace summit between um, Yitzhak Rabin from Israel and Yasser yes. Arafat of the yep. PLO, and they shook hands, which was surprising at the White House. Those deal. two guys that shook was hands. A big deal. And so in Judaism, there's this. Uh, before, uh, on Shabbat, if you're more observant, you uh, first you do the the kiddush, which is the blessing over the wine. Mm-hmm. Then you do a, a a ritual washing your hands, and then you do the challah. And uh, so my mom's joke for me was, you know, they had just done this handshake thing at the White House. I bet that um, I bet that Rabin did the ritual washing of his hands long before Shabbat that week, like because he had touched a Palestinian was the point of the joke. Like he had touched. Oh. Yes, Arafat. So her her joke was like, I bet she, I bet he did the 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 the, the ritual hand washing before Shabbat. <laughs> Just gotta week. throw that one in. I think about it all the time, and like, uh, I'm an asshole, I guess. <laughs> like, I mean, you didn't that's do anything wrong. You're not an asshole because of that. I anyway. said it. I I mean, I am for many reasons, <laughs> yeah, but I did clarify. say it. I said it. I don't know. I feel bad. Yeah. Wait, you well, said it or your mom said it? He said she it. wrote it for me. I said yeah. it. Oh, but you were what? what you were Did it what? Get some laughs, or was it groans? Uh, uh, laughs, light laughter, polite laughter. Polite, yeah. yeah see, not good, right. not good. Right. I mean, it was a room full of Jews who all hated Yasser Arafat. So at like, that, they yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Boom. And I'm telling you, at that at that age, I'm sure I was I was saying things that were. Oh, I was way worse. Trust me, worse than that, probably. Yeah, I barely. Without, I like was without doubt woke last week. I mean, I think. it was you know it was thirty years earlier, but. <laughs> i turned 16. 13 the day after my bar mitzvah so i my bar mitzvah was no the saturday was november 27th 1993 wow 
Yeah, I was forty four mm. then, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. I was I was re- I retired that day. <laughs> <laughs> from your job at IBM with the punch My cards. Job at IBM. Working yeah, on the sixty five oh two. That was a delicious sheet cake that they brought in. I could still do my Haftorah, by the way. I don't know if wow. you guys know what that is, but I could still do it. Probably by heart now. Is is that um I, I thought well I, before you get into that, I just wanted to say one other thing. I was impressed. There was a, you know, I got to open the ark. No Nazi stuff happened. It was great. No one's nice. face melted. So that was good. And, <laughs> and it was, um, my girlfriend was like, Hey, good job opening those doors. Um, but I love <laughs> good mitzvah. No Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. The, the girls actually had to read the Torah. Like they had to read the yeah. scrolls. And I thought that was a beautiful um, moment. And the the rabbi was like giving like a play by play um, for the uninitiated. I like that. That's good. Oh, that's good. Crazy religious uh, world thing happened. The uncle of the other girl is from my neighborhood here in Brooklyn, and he this local synagogue is uh, his. He's the rabbi. Oh, wow. And we had some interesting Mormon talks. And he brought up something that I think I wanted to share in the Mormon corner world because it's really true. And um, So listeners, put on your holy underwear. We're now entering the (laughs) Mormon corner. Right. No, don't put on the holy underwear. This is is not going to be that kind of a Mormon corner. (laughs) Oh, different holy. Sorry. Yeah, different. different, (laughs) A whole different deal. No, um, he talked about how that... Um, Catholic like Christianity had had a reformation, and that Judaism has had kind of a reformation as well, but Islam ha- has not, and other religions have not, and, and included in that would be Mormons and Mormonism. And I keep thinking about how the church is going to distance themselves from Joseph Smith because he was a complete nutburger, and <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's no way any of that shit's true, and so somewhere in the future there's going to have to be uh, a reckoning and I think that's going to be a, a bumpy time for the church but it, for the mm. Mormons and I think it's but it has to happen because he's not legit like you can't have someone who's who's supposedly a prophet of God who's like lying about shit and also fucking 13 year olds so whatever anyway <laughs> <clears throat> this episode is also brought to you by the Church of Mormonism <laughs> I can't tell if it. I can't tell if it happens. Uh, you know, I know you watch the Expanse, TM. but um, I can't tell if it happens by then or not. <laughs> I have Based not seen the, the Expanse. I want to watch that. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Anyway, the Mormons. The Mormons weekend. feature in the Expanse. Very what? what? Yeah. Wait. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> My universe just was like. Whoa. I was. You know what? Doctor <laughs> Strange. That's what's happening. It's a good. Right it's now a good. Me. It's a good. Sh- it's a really good show. And it just got. Re- it's got picked up by yeah, Amazon. Bezos so. picked it up. Yeah. Saw that headline today. I was happy yeah. about that for you. I was mm-hmm. happy for you because I was. I knew you were like. Yeah, hopeful. yeah. I'm way. I'm way into it. Um. Uh. Okay. So. Anyway, beautiful weekend. But being around family a lot is, you know, there's that. It's a thing. You got to kind of pace yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, you and uh, <laughs> and I'll stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. And now, sure. Was there was there a, a, a reception like not the luncheon, but was there like a nighttime party on Saturday too? Yes, there was. Holy cow! And I, I gotta say, 
What was the theme? Every bat mitzvah has to have a theme. What was it the was theme? an it was a world traveler kind of theme. It was like traveling around the world, and so there were maps. Did you get a passport? Every, did the the invite had that? Yep, yep. Um, the tables were countries, and um, <laughs> what country were you sitting at? France. Mm. Um, but what the thing that really struck me was that the DJ, and according according to sources, the DJ doesn't come as just the DJ. The DJ has a crew, and there's an like a not quite an MC, but a person that kind of gets keeps things moving. And then there's dancers that also keep things moving. Well, and I, I thought dancers. it was genius because yep. because as the night kind of goes through its times. There's there's natural kind of like, okay, we just like rocked it out pretty hard for three songs. We need to bring it down. And then like something's going to happen. Dinner's going to be served, whatever, dessert, blah, 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 whatever. And the, they were just so great. Like, we're going to come over here now because we're doing a thing over here. So let's all kind of take seven steps forward, whatever. It was great. I, I thought that was well done. And it wasn't, it was not over the top. No one got a new car. You know, there wasn't like... The, did I get an Audi S whatever 14 or did I get the Porsche, you know, blah, 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 whatever. None of that shit. It was, it was, it was nice. Um, it was chill. I, I cannot believe it was, you know, I mean, it, it was not cheap. I'll guarantee you that. But it wasn't like, they didn't have a lighting budget. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> you know, one of my, uh, my, one of my favorite Jewish jokes is this story about the, these two Jewish men are complaining. The guy says, you know, I, I used to be so unhappy because I read the news every day and it said Jews are being persecuted, Jews are being attacked, anti-Semitism is on the rise. Uh, and finally, I realized I had to read different papers. I had to read the, the Nazi journals and the white supremacist papers because now it says Jews control the money, Jews control the government, Jews control entertainment, <laughs> and I'm a much happier person. Um, I don't know. Your story just reminded me of that. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I... I, I I, there's one other thing I wanted to say, and then I'll be quiet. The final <laughs> thing is, is that one of the things I thought was really interesting about the focus of the services was that it was about you discovering yourself in the world and being who you're going to be and finding yourself and finding your way. There was not a lot of God, 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 God. It was more like, and I think, think it really opened me I, it, it explained a lot like uh, of people who I know who are Jewish there's a way that I think Jews look at the world and some of that I think can be attributed to at least if if you know I don't know what the percentage of reformed versus not reformed and then orthodox I don't know what the percentage is there but I just just in the people I know who are Jewish, which is not a lot, but you know, there's a couple dozen or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that listening to the rabbi talk to the girls and the girls talking and, and the families, the way the services were structured and the way people spoke, it, it wasn't so much, I'm going to obey God. Or it wasn't like, it wasn't this like, and I, I was kind of surprised by that a little bit, that there wasn't this crazy Old Testament nut job God. But it was <laughs> more about finding your way, discovering your who you are and what's important to you and helping others. It was a really great 
message. And I, I was really, I think, of all the things, that was the thing that really struck me. And it was, Are you um, thinking of converting to Judaism? I am not <laughs> today, thanks. <laughs> Would you like this pamphlet? <laughs> um, we don't do that. Thanks, Elder I'm just going to fax it to you. Just yeah. yeah, so yeah. so there are there are many sects of Judaism. The the three main ones would be Reform, Conservative, and Orthodox. Uh, I believe what you're describing. What you're describing to me sounds like it's it's in part of the Reform tradition because they care less about do you believe in God? Are you definitely a good reformed. Jew? Definitely. And more about are you a good person and do you believe in humanity? That's a gross generalization and Jews who are better Jews than I are like, no, that's not right, but it's basically right. We can just go with it. But that's As the resident expert of I mean, Judaism that's... on this show. Yeah, well. Such if they the, want to disagree, yeah. they can join their own podcast. Um, um, <laughs> did you guys happen to watch the uh, the royal wedding? Did. No. I was, woke, I I was awakened by my girlfriend. <laughs> I was trying to be quiet. God I was, bless her. She was trying to be I quiet. was awoke by the um by the speaker the 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 minister that, mm-hmm. that came from the United States to speak. <laughs> that was fantastic by the way. He was really good. He was really like, good. Like super uptight England, you know, yes, Church of England I know. and like it let's was just wild drop some flavor it was just like that, man. This is really different than Charles and Diana's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the last one I saw. <laughs> I thought I actually the, um, thought they were that that was a great great thing because it was it seemed way more inclusive. Yeah, and he, and his I mean his whole his uh, speech was the premise of his speech was basically that um, was he was talking about fire and like how fire was a revolution in human development and fire was what helped him come to that wedding because combustion is what happens in engines and engines are power planes and that's how he flew across the ocean to get to this place and so they he was saying that that was the first human revolution and what if love was the second revolution and that nice. we could all make that revolution right now happen and completely change the course of human development the same way that the development of fire did Basically, everybody get together and love one another right mm-hmm. now. Something like that. Um, you totally stole it from John Lennon. Yeah. I, <laughs> I will say, I, I, I had been debating with with work friends about. Uh, I know nothing about the royals. I know nothing about the royal wedding, really, other than the random articles I read, which were like there was a debate ahead of time: would Harry shave his beard before the wedding because to don the royal, uh, to, I'm sorry, to don the military uniform, you can't have a beard. Um, so would he choose to get married just in a suit or would he wear the military uniform and shave the beard? And he uh, did the best of both, right? He wore the military uniform and did not shave his beard. And it turned out that the queen gave him special permission and there was mm. debate over whether this was okay or not. And my initial argument was this is not okay. Like he's f- breaking the rules of the military when they have them and the rule might be dumb, but it is the military's rule. And it's like, well, look, my mom, my grandmother's the queen, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> um, but then I read this article that I found really, really interesting, which is like, I think we as Americans don't really get royals. Like if I, I, when I try to imagine myself living, if we had royals here and they got all the kinds of special treatment, not just a person who's elected to the White House who I might hate, but like just this whole family of people who get privileges and joy and riches throughout their entire lives that we pay for, I find it really aggravating. But this article's conceit was basically that folks growing up in England uh, don't have the American sensibility that life is fair for everybody and like every everybody <laughs> yes. has an equal shot and that it right. actually serves them better like yeah 
those guys have it better than you and they always will and there's nothing you can do about it that it actually gives people a more realistic worldview and lets them better <sighs> see that's like, terrible you know though what? I know <laughs> it's, that bullshit, it's terrible man. and beautiful it's terrible and beautiful we want to elect a game true. show host as president come on Lex <laughs> but I I kind of liked it I was like so I was like you know what yeah you're damn right your grandmother's the queen and said you could keep your beard while you wore your fucking uniform <laughs> you prince if there's, if there's any consolation so we're, like, uh, I've seen the crown like for through both seasons and karen and i are now so, you're so she hadn't seen it she hadn't seen it's it good. and she's she's uh we're now in this so we're, i'm watching it again and she's watching it for the first time we're in the second season and um and the you know the the, the consolation is these people all hate their lives <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all completely miserable which i think is also true of the man who's in the white house so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i have to say there was a moment where in that wedding where he goes, you can tell he says something to her and he's like, you look amazing or you look beautiful or something, you know, like something like that. Yeah. And it's, and it's really, it's a, there was a lot of moments, well, not a lot, but there was, there were several moments like that that were very touching. They were chatty. They were. Which was nice. I, I just felt like uh 21st century was knocking on the door and they, they, yeah. they let it in. They let it in just a little bit. Yeah. Was that I think she's, she's pretty awesome. She's doing some good stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know if I, I enjoyed Moltz enjoying that joke more or Armstrong hating that joke more. But I, I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance that they've had sex already. <laughs> no, nope. virgins, both of them. Come on, it's her second marriage. I'm just putting that out there. Nope. No, that's why. That's why. That's why. She got re-virginated. Oh, yeah. Man, I was, I was also listening. I listened to a podcast about um, British royalty, you know, in the Middle Ages. Uh, and um, I think it was, I think it was Henry the, it was Henry the Eighth. And it was actually, it was, I've listened to one about Henry the Eighth. And it was one also about is the BBC in our Times podcast, which I can recommend. I think it's uh, delightful. And they... The, the thing that, you know, of course, back then they couldn't get divorced, so they have always had to get the marriages annulled. But the thing is, for the royalty, it was so incredibly easy to get it annulled because they were all somehow related to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they were able to just go to the Pope and say, I shouldn't have married her. She was my second cousin. <laughs> Or she was my first cousin. And the Pope was like, yeah, all right, fine. You shouldn't have married her. So this is annulled. And the Pope was all like, hey, Buddha Giuliani, whatever, man. (laughs) (laughs) The the other thing that I read that was one of the reasons why this wedding could be as modern and 21st century as it was, is that Harry's like, never, ever going to be king. Like, Charles is next if he can outlive his mother. And then Mm -hmm. it goes to William. And then it's William's kids before it ever gets to be like harry is like the the secretary of agriculture basically in the royal lineage yeah it's never in line or something like that and i thought that was like oh and so they're like so he makes his own rules a little bit because he doesn't give a shit he's always going to be a royal he's never going to be king And i was like that's interesting like could be worse i think he's got a uh, i think he's got an okay situation and it does seem like they're very much in love (sighs) i hope so i hope it works out for those kids yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Me too. <clears throat> there was something else I was going to talk about. I totally forgot because I'm wasted. So whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I don't care. Jews control I love the money. you guys, though. <laughs> I totally love you guys. My kid went to the grocery store and got free stuff. 
What? All by himself. Not shoplifting? All by himself, yeah. So, so yeah, we have uh, gratis another podcast, uh, advertiser on another podcast that Lex and I do, uh, that shall remain nameless on this one. But um, it's we've got some, uh, some apple tartlets in the um, freezer. But we didn't have any whipped cream or any ice cream to go on these things. So uh, <laughs> Hank really wanted to have them. And I said, okay, well, then you can go to the grocery. You can go to the like the Ooh, mini mart that's like yeah. three blocks away. And I gave him six bucks. And <laughs> as he was, because I figured that's enough for a jar of whipped cream, right? And as he's walking back, he's, he texts me and says, says that, the, that he got the whipped cream um, and he also got a soda that um the the woman who worked there paid for half of <laughs> oops plus we're dating now dad yeah, right. plus, we're, plus i'm in love and i think that so the 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 family that owns that i think he used to go to school with their kid um and uh, so i think maybe she she uh, recognized him and thought okay they're very they're very nice they're su- it's super it's just that's hilarious I love that. They're so sweet when you go in there. So I did a, a trade <laughs> call. Now we owe the money. <laughs> the, the advertiser that that Moltz is alluding to. I'll just tell you, folks. It's Omaha Steaks. But so I did mm-hmm. a training call with Omaha Steaks today as we record this episode, so I could prepare for our next rebound ads for them. And they're like, "We want you to talk about how the food is all delicious." And I'm like, "Not a problem. I yeah. ate it all already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready." <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I um. I don't really want to do the ad here, but I will. No. Um, yeah, we, we've been looking forward to eating these these apple tarts, and um, and I made uh, tonkatsu with the uh, with the pork mm. chops, and it nice. was really really freaking good. So nice. So listen, now I feel bad because we <laughs> talked about another advertiser. So even though I don't have to do this, I just want to remind you guys: brand new advertiser, Sixth. Go to sixth.com to to rent fancy cars and it's a drive first class pay economy i thought that was a good tagline so i'm saying it again sixt.com soft layer right. <laughs> that's a rebound joke when you said that's apple for, that's for re- rebound listeners out there <laughs> when you said apple tart for yeah. just a second i was like I, I was thinking Phil Schiller. I, I was thinking iPhone <laughs> SE two. I've been thinking about that all day, John. <laughs> I want you to have that. I want. I, that well, well, I want me to have it too. So I want you to we'll have find out the next week. Bezelless iPhone SE. I think it's not going to happen. That's my. Guess, I don't either. I don't either. Because then, then you know, then I can be pleasantly surprised if it does. But I, I just I don't think I'm getting anything till the fall. I I think we're in the after show, and so I just want to say this. Renting a car that you would never rent, there's something really awesome about that. Yes. Especially if it's oh, just yeah. like you you and your lady or it's you and a friend that you're in a place and you're like, screw it. I'm going to rent an awesome car. Yeah. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah. It, I did that years ago. It. I was like, I was feeling down about like my job and I had to go to this conference and I was, and it was in Florida and my parents were like three hours up the coast. And I thought, I just like, I rented a convertible Mustang and drove up the coast. That was nice. so great. <laughs> that put me in such a better was... mood. And then when I got to my parents' place, my dad said, it was like, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. My dad said, do you want a drink? I was like, yeah, sure. Nice. He's like, what do you want? I'll have a gin and tonic. And he gets me a gin, gets this giant glass. I mean, it was like, it was bigger than a pint glass. And nice. makes me a gin and tonic in that. So. The When I lived in LA, my car was parked and it was hit. And the guy left a note. Um, but the car was really screwed up. And I insurance would pay for a rental car. 
and their insurance would cover a rental car up to $26 a day or something. And they're like, well, we don't have any Twix $26 a day cars, but for $31 a day, you can get this car and you just have to pay the difference. And I was like, okay. And it was a Chrysler Sebring convertible. <laughs> and <laughs> I had never driven a convertible before. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, Lauren, not a fan of a convertible. <laughs> <laughs> However, that top was down every time I drove it. Uh, the convertibles, not Lawrence, because I <laughs> had never driven one and knew I would never drive one again. Also so yours. I, yes. I thoroughly enjoyed the um, convertible experience. I wouldn't want to own it, but I liked I liked having it for a few days. Yeah. Well, up here, it's not, it doesn't make any sense, but because it rains all the time. It really doesn't make sense anywhere. They're dumb. They're uh, just risky. I, I just want to share something. And this is crazy, but I could rent I just met for you. a day. <laughs> Same. For a day, I can rent an Escalade to get my girls to, to summer camp on Six.com cheaper than I can rent via a, another <laughs> rental outfit. Huh? I just want to point that out. Like It's like a third the cost. An Do we get free rentals? Yeah. I mean, like, I can be rolling with my homies, street, chilling. <laughs> wow. This is getting worse every time he says. So.